Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Childless Not By Choice. Before we get started, I would like to thank my sponsors and my supporters. First, I would like to thank Morgan Air Conditioning, Sales, Service, and Installation, serving Tampa, Florida, and the surrounding areas. Morgan Air can be reached by calling 813-500-7765. That's 813-500-7765. Thank you, Morgan Air, for recognizing the vision of Childless Not By Choice and being a part of it and thank you for all your work in the community. Next, I would like to thank Alba Digital Media for creating my website, www.childlessnotbychoice.net, and for producing this podcast. To contact Alba Digital Media for your web building and podcast production needs, visit www.albadigitalmedia.com. That's www.albadigitalmedia.com. Thank you, Alba Digital Media, for making me look good and sound good. Finally, I would like to thank Devoted, the musical duo who created my theme music. Thank you, Devoted, for your beautiful music and your awesome talent. To contact Devoted for your music needs, email devotedministries at gmail.com. That's devotedministries at gmail.com. And if you would like to become a one-time or ongoing sponsor of Childless Not By Choice, please contact me at Savilla at SavillaMorgan.com. That's Savilla at SavillaMorgan.com. Thank you so much for listening, and now on to the show. Hello, everyone. Savilla Morgan here. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice where my mission is to recognize and speak to the broken hearts of childless, not-by-choice women and men around the world. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we could not, did not, have the children we so wanted. Well, I would first of all like to welcome you to 2018, a very happy new year to you, and I hope that 2018 is your best year yet. Um, hoping all the best for every single one of you, and uh, no matter where in the world you are, I hope and wish only the best for you. All the best in 2018. Well, before we continue on, I would like to thank my Patreon contributors, Patreon contributors are those who have taken an interest in my platform, whether they fit the childless not-by-choice demographic or not. They have decided to contribute a certain dollar amount monthly to help fund the creation of awareness and conversation for and about the childless not-by-choice community globally. And so I would like to thank podcaster Sarah Williams of the Tough Girls podcast and Jordan Morgan. Thank you very much for your monthly contributions to this platform. And if you uh, are interested in becoming a patron through the Patreon page that I have set up, there is a link in the show notes. Please click the link. It'll take you to my Patreon page. It'll show you everything that I have going on, the different levels at which you can get a nice little gift from me, depending on how much you give per month. 
Of course, any amount that you want to give, I will thankfully and gratefully accept. Some people give a dollar, some people give 10, some give 20, some give a million. I mean, well, I'm not at a million yet, but you get the idea. If you'd like to be my first million dollar contributor, I will gladly accept it. And it'll go back into the platform to continue to create awareness and conversation globally. And um, I believe that awareness is is all many people need to maybe change their minds a little bit, turn their minds towards a, a more positive way of interacting with and dealing with the childless, not by choice community. So um, thank you very much in advance. If you're even considering that this year, it would be, as I said, greatly appreciated. Well, today, at the suggestion of a member of our Childless Not By Choice Facebook group, Carol, I am going to tell you about 11 Childless Not By Choice women who changed the world. What a wonderful way to start off the new year, right? I want to give you a great deal of encouragement to get you started on the right track for 2018. I want to remind you that although we are on a childless, not by choice journey, a journey we did not plan when we were seven and playing wedding with our dolls or writing little love notes to that cute little boy in sixth grade, or maybe you're married now and the love of your life only to realize that um, there would be no natural born children. You are still on this planet for a reason, no matter what you're dealing with right now. Once you face the fact that you will not have children and whether you adopt, you must decide what you will do with the rest of your life. Will you blend into the background of life, existing, deciding not to show up for your own life, opting to live with a level of unhappiness that exists just beneath the surface, and almost not quite sadness that brews just beneath that surface. Or maybe even a seething bitterness, anger, envy, or fear of growing old and alone. Your prayers, dreams, hopes, and wishes dashed to pieces. Sounds a little poetic, right? Well, or you can choose to face all that negativity squarely in the face However, it manifests itself, whether it's a family member, (laughs) friends, frenemies, strangers, and you can choose to create the life you would like to live. With that, um, I'm going to introduce you to part one, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this 11, talking about these 11 women into two episodes. So this is part one. And then on, um, as many of you know, there are two episodes per month. So January 8th, which is today, and then January 22nd will be part two. And so I'll give you the first number of women today. Um, You know, I had a tough time choosing 
the women for this list because I actually wanted to keep it to 10. You know, you know me, I love top 10 lists. <laughs> there are a ton of top 10 lists uh, episodes within this uh, podcast. And I just love reading top 10 lists anywhere. Articles, I just love it. It's just a thing for me. And so this was supposed to be 10 women who changed, 10 childless, not by choice women who changed the world. But oh my gosh, I couldn't keep it to 10. So I made it 11. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I also created a list with uh, more women that, you know, didn't quite make the list, but they were, of course, just important, but I just had to stop at, at 11. And so this is how I decided. I chose women from around the world. I chose women from different walks of life. I chose women from different socioeconomic levels and backgrounds. And I chose women who made a global as well as local impact with their lives. So those were the um, the parameters that I, I used. I also, by the way, chose women who made an impact in just about every industry. So these women, their backgrounds vary from medicine to music to religion to politics to social justice and the arts. So just about every field. Well... Without further ado, may I present the first half of the list. The first person that I would like to talk to you about today, this woman, when I first saw the video, and every time I see the video, and there is a link to said video here in the show notes, I have cried every single time. I had never even heard of this woman, and I can't understand why I could, I have not heard of her, and you'll hear why in just a second. But Dr. Audrey Evans was born in York, England in 1925. Her life's work, pediatric oncology. Dr. Evans developed the Evans staging system for neuroblastoma, a malignant hemorrhagic tumor of the adrenal medulla that occurs mainly in infants and children. She also co-founded the Ronald McDonald House. Now, if you don't know anything else about me, you guys have to know that I am just madly in love with the Ronald McDonald House um, Foundation. I just love what they do. They set up an actual beautiful home near a hospital and parents of children can stay at the home for whatever they can pay or if they even if they cannot pay and then they they get to be nearby their ill children i mean is it awesome or what so um i did post two links below in the show notes one is a link of more information on dr evans the other is an awesome video where she is interviewed um and I purposely didn't say too much more about her because I really want you to see the video. I mean, it will leave you speechless. And so, as I said, the first time I viewed the video, the tears were streaming down my face. I, I just couldn't stop. Um, she's done so much for our world and for children. It is just amazing. And so I hope you will take the time to, to just grab the link below in the show notes and just um, just listen. It's just a few minutes and it's just awesome to see what this woman has done. And um, she never had children. And in fact, 
she gives me hope because she got married very late in life, <laughs> like very, very late. But I'll let you watch the video so that you can see um, all, all about all of that. And uh, boy, I'm just such a fan. And the next woman on the, on the list, Rosa Louise McCauley Parks, 1913 to 2005. Ms. Parks was an African-American civil rights activist and seamstress whom the U.S. Congress dubbed the, quote, mother of the modern-day civil rights movement, unquote. Ms. Parks is famous for her refusal on December 1st, 1955, to obey bus driver James Blake's demand that she relinquish her seat to a white man. Her subsequent arrest and trial for this act of civil disobedience triggered the Montgomery Bus Boycott, one of the largest and most successful mass movements against racial segregation in history, and launched Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., one of the organizers of the boycott, to the forefront of the civil rights movement. In other words, in my words, she was a catalyst. I know she did not get up that morning thinking, I think I will be a catalyst today. But at any rate, for more information on, on Ms. Parks, please view the link below in the show notes. And um, I think I have a link for just about every one of these women, but, um, you know, I just admire people who just make the decision that something's got, got to change. And Ms. Parks was one of those people. So I thank her very much for that. Next woman on the list, Mother Teresa, 1910 to 1997. Mother Teresa was a Roman Catholic nun who devoted her life to serving the poor and destitute around the world. She spent many years in Calcutta, India, where she founded the Missionaries of Charity, a religious congregation devoted to helping those in great need. In 1979, Mother Teresa was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize and became a symbol of charitable, selfless work. In 2016, Mother Teresa was canonized by the Roman Catholic Church as Saint Teresa. One of her famous quotes was, It is not how much we do, but how much love we put in the doing. It is not how much we give, but how much love we put in the giving. Again, see the link below for information on Mother Teresa. The next person on the list, Mary Cassant. May 22nd, 1844 to June 14th, 1926. And before I tell you about Ms. Cassatt, I just want you to know that if there is a museum, I'm there. I am a well-known within my family and close friends. I am a museum junkie. I love art. And so I have, I mean... You name it, the exhibit, if it's, it's a major exhibit that's made its way around the world, I've probably seen it. I love, I can spend 
actually the last time I went to the, um, the uh, Museum of Fine Arts in Boston, Mass., I spent, oh my gosh, five or six hours. I was there for so long that I went in during the day. I, I stopped for, for lunch because they have a just awesome restaurant right there at the museum on the main level. The food was so good. It was art. <laughs> and um, when I got out, it was, it was late at night. It was, I guess, just before they closed. I don't know. It, I just got lost in the art. And I didn't get to see everything. I was so disappointed. But I was only there for a limited time in Boston. And uh, I, I'm an art junkie. Um, the last museum I went to, the last museum I, let me see, this is uh, 2018 now you're listening. Uh, 2016, I was at the Samlung Rosengart Museum in um, Lucerne, Switzerland. Because... Um, when I went, I st when I got the invitation to go, I started looking to see what museums would be there. And I said, I've got to go to this museum. I found a new German artist I had never heard of before. And I just, oh my gosh, again, I got lost. So anyway, Mary Cassant. Ms. Cassant was an American artist best remembered for her paintings depicting the intimate bond between mothers and children. <laughs> Ironic. She was one of the leading artists of the Impressionist movement, and along with Marie Brockmond, I think I said that right, Brockmond, and Berth Morisot, or Morisot, I should say, Berth Morisot, she is uh, counted amongst the greatest female artists of her time. As an artist, she was very interested in studying the private and social lives of women, which is evident from her paintings. Uh, Ms. Cassatt was born into an upper-middle-class family. She was raised in a culturally stimulating environment and received a good education. She was very close to her mother, who was a well-educated and refined lady, and whose influence on Mary Cassatt was immense. Cassatt was also an extensive traveler, and it was during a trip to France that she was exposed to the works of artists like Ingres, Delacroix, Corot, and Courbet, which motivated her to pursue art as a career. She began studying painting at the Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts and later moved to Paris to continue her education. Though she initially struggled to establish herself as an artist, she eventually found success with her paintings in which she depicted women and children from her own point of view. She never married and dedicated her entire life to art, which was her true passion. For more information on Mary Cassatt, click the link below. It was a wonderful... Um, read just to see how her parents eventually recognized. And as, as I did my research, I realized um, it was wonderful to just see how her parents eventually recognized and respected her passion um, for and her success in art and in painting. And um, sometimes we just have to stick with, you know, what it is we feel called to do. And 
we'll see that our family and friends will eventually come around because when you're called to do something, there's, there's really nothing, it's, it draws you like a moth to fire. It just pulls you in and there's not a whole lot you can do when you've been called to something. And um, it's just awesome to see when family and friends finally get a revelation. So, um, by the way, the research, most of my um, information uh, came from famouspeople.com. So those are the links that are below each of the um, pieces of uh, research that I grabbed from famouspeople.com. Okay. So um, that's where I'm getting a lot of my information from. And it's, it's mentioned in there. The links are in there. Everything is in there because um, we've got to say where we got our information from. Um, but as I'm looking at my notes on Ms. Cassatt, uh, I found it ironic that her paintings were about or of mothers and children, although she never married and never had children. I would imagine her affinity for that subject matter might be due to her close relationship with her own mother. I did not know this much detail about her life until I started researching for this episode, but I remember thinking she would have fit comfortably within our childless, not by choice demographic. I am glad she stood firm on her calling to be an artist and that she was successful at her passion. So that's Mary Cassant. The next person on the list, Joan of Arc, 1412 to 1431. Now, this is another one that really surprised me. You know, when we're learning history in school, whether it's the history of the country we are born and raised in or world history, we just, I don't know, I remember little tidbits of things here and there. I can't remember everything as much as I love history. But I, I don't remember really ever studying Joan of Arc, even in school. I just, I knew about her and I knew she died young. I knew she was a martyr, but I think that's really it. And so when I started doing the research for this, I was like, wow, this, this, I mean, this was practically, she was practically a child. She was young. And again, she felt called to something and she went for it, even to the death. And it was just amazing. But anyway, this is what I found out in my research um, Joan of Arc, 1412 to 1431, Ms. Joan of Arc, is a French heroine and Roman Catholic saint. She was born in obscurity to a peasant family. She traveled to the uncrowned Dauphin of France, advising him to reclaim his French throne and defeat the English. Joan of Arc was sent alongside French troops to siege to the siege of Orleans, and rose to prominence after the siege was lifted after nine days. She was later captured and burned at the stake for heresy. However, as she predicted, seven years after her death, France was reunited with the, Eng with the English defeated and Charles crowned king. So, she was uh, born in uh, 1412, in Domremy, France, legend says that she was born to auspicious signs held to be a forecast of national triumph. However, what is more certain is that her family was poor, 
and her region had suffered from the long conflict between England and France. And one of the things that she is uh, quoted as saying is, one life is all we have, and we live it as we believe in living it. But to sacrifice what you are and to live without belief, that is a fate more terrible than dying. Joan of Arc. Isn't that amazing? I have to say it again. Quote, one life is all we have, and we live it as we believe in living it. But to sacrifice what you are and to live without belief, that is a fate more terrible than dying. Unquote. So, I think this quote is quite fitting for those of us who are childless not by choice. Because although we did not get to have the children, we have one life, and it's all we have. And like Joan said, we live it as we believe in living it. But to sacrifice what you are and to live without belief, that is a fate more terrible than dying. Unquote. And as I look through my notes on Joan of Arc, um, I had to just again remind myself and you, age does not matter. She was 17 when she started on her quest to do what she felt was her calling. She was 19 when she died. She, ne she never got to live her life. And I guess that's one way of thinking of it, or the other way is she did live her life. She lived the reason she came here, and after she did what she was supposed to do, she died. So, I mean, you have two different ways of thinking of it, but either way, she was very young. And um, some would say it was her choice to do what she did. But I believe all the martyrs down through history, regardless of age, race, culture, marital status, they knew their calling. They knew that an early death would probably be the outcome, which it usually is. People with a calling on their lives view death differently, I believe. At any rate, for the rest of Joan's story, please click the link below. And um, it's worth the read. It's amazing. Just amazing. Well, the last person for this segment, remember we're doing this in two parts. So the last person for this segment, and then you'll have to listen again on January 22nd to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> Um, is Oprah Winfrey, an American media proprietor, they say, talk show host, actress, producer, and philanthropist. She, became, she overcame um, childhood abuse and rejection as a young woman to become one of the wealthiest women on the planet. Amazing. I, I so admire this woman because she just pushed through everything that she went through as a child. She did not let it define her. She overcame all of that. Um, amazing. Oprah Winfrey was born in Kosciusko, Mississippi. Her parents were unmarried and separated soon after conception. Oprah had a difficult childhood. She lived in great poverty and often had to dress in potato sacks for which she was mocked at school. She was also sexually abused at an early age. 
Oprah has proven to countless women, and in particular black women worldwide, that it truly is not how you start, but how you finish. It really and truly is up to you. And um, one of the quotes that she's famous for saying is, doing the best at this moment puts you in the best place for the next moment. Isn't that wonderful? Quote, doing the best at this moment puts you in the best place for the next moment. I mean, that says it all. It needs no explanation. I, I, I personally believe in doing everything that we do, that I do, with the spirit of excellence. It doesn't matter how much you have or how little. Just do what you do in a spirit of excellence. And if you keep doing that, the next moment will be even better. And that's what I believe she's saying here. And I, I so totally agree with that. She also says, quote, be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough, unquote. And she also says, surround yourself with only people who are going to lift you higher, unquote. Surround yourself with only people who are going to lift you higher. I totally believe in that. If you listen to my very earliest episodes, you will, you will hear me talking about that. It's something that I truly believe in, whether we're, as children, our parents tell us to watch the company we keep. And as adults, it doesn't change. We have to watch the company we keep maybe for different reasons than when we were children, or who knows, maybe for the very same reasons. We've got to be careful who we hang around and who we allow to hang around us because people can make you or break you, or as I, I've always heard, company. Company can make you or break you. So it's so important to make sure that you have the right people around you, no matter how young or how old you are. So I totally agree and believe in that. So again, that's the first half. And so I would like to really thank you for listening to this episode of Childless Not by Choice. I truly appreciate it. Remember, if you um, haven't already joined the Facebook group, you are missing a lot of great conversation, commiseration, and encouragement. There are women in there from all around the world who have found a great place to encourage and be encouraged. So please come on in and join the conversation. I also want to let you know that I am working on courses this year. I have one in, in the, in the uh, website, on the website right now called 10 Days to Setting Kind but Firm Boundaries. It's available um, under the Courses tab on the website, www.childlessnotbychoice.net. It's at a cost of just $29.97 for the course. It's a course that I ask you to take in 10 days. I mean, you can sit there and take the entire course, but I, I say do a little bit every day for 10 days. Totally up to you. But it's, it's there and it's available for anyone. You do not have to be childless, not by choice, to take the course. You just want to have uh, or want to, you know, have the ability to create kind but firm boundaries. And we can all take advantage of that. So please 
visit the website, explore, visit the resources tab you, where you can download free downloadable PDFs. And um, you can also listen to the podcasts from there. You can read the blog posts. There are blog posts there from myself and from guest bloggers. The guest bloggers are women in the group. Those are the only guest bloggers I allow are women from within the group. And uh, because I truly believe that writing is cathartic and I believe in the power of putting the words that are in your spirit onto paper. So, you know, please check out the website. There's a wealth of information there. And of course, as usual, my information is in the show notes. If you want to get in contact with me or interact with me on social media, uh, all of my contact information is in the show notes. So thank you again very much for listening to this episode. And I hope to hear from you soon. See you on the next episode. And until then, bye.